Hey amigos y amigas, you're listening to the English Made Simple show. This is episode number 159, number 159, número 159. Hello, hello. Hey there guys and girls. And welcome to the English Made Simple show. My name is Milena from EnglishMadeSimple.net, EnglishMadeSimple.net. Why did I scream there? Punta net! <laughs> I don't know. Right. English made simple. Punta net. I trust you've been behaving well. You've been good. Eating healthy. Not like me. You don't want to be like me. <laughs> For the past seven days, I've been eating sweets. Sweets. Dulces. Every day. <laughs> Every day. I've been visiting new cafes and restaurants uh, here in Adelaide and tasting this delicious food here in Adelaide and uh, I've noticed something actually I've noticed something as I was visiting the restaurants and cafes there are a lot of Italian restaurants here a lot of Italian um, cafes as well well when I say Italian restaurants and cafes they are owned by Italians and I've been feasting on Italian desserts like the tiramisu and uh, cannoli mm, yum that's my new uh, fetish at the moment that's my new drug cannoli <laughs> it's weird because i haven't been eating them in melbourne there is a large italian community living in melbourne and yet i didn't even go and eat those desserts bizarre i just eat them here in adelaide so enough about desserts because now all i want to do is just have a cannoli <laughs> If you're not from Italy uh, or don't know what is uh, what is a cannoli, I will share a photo of it next time I eat it. <laughs> Actually, not when I eat it, before I eat it. <laughs> I will share it on Facebook uh, and Instagram so you can check it out and see um, see for yourself and see how irresistibly delicious they are. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm yet to find a cannoli made with Nutella. <laughs> Okay, guys, uh, let me jump straight into today's episode. Enough about cannolis and Italian desserts. So I have touched on collocations in the last episode. And for the new listeners just joining us today, welcome, first of all. Let me quickly explain what collocations are. When the native speakers speak English, they use collocations and phrasal verbs to form sentences. Collocations are two words that when you put them together, they sound natural to the native speaker. Like, for example, we say make a decision and we don't say do a decision. Make a decision, that uh, particular phrase sounds more natural to the native English speaker. Make a decision. If you want to learn more about collocations, uh, please go back to episode number 158 and uh, episode number 15 as well. So two episodes here uh, to find out more about collocations. All right. Having said this, uh, in today's episode, I would like to share more collocations that you will find useful, that will help you, uh, something that you can start using today. So I want you to pay Special attention to the phrases and examples in this episode. By the way, amigos y amigas, I said 
pay attention. <laughs> pay attention is also a collocation. In Spanish, this is poner atención in Spanish. But in English, we say pay. Pay attention. I'm going to share seven more collocations um, today. And this is in addition to the ones I shared in the last episode. Now, there may not be seven, actually. There could be less or more. I don't know, because I didn't count them properly. But let's just stick to number seven for now, <laughs> okay? Let me start with the first phrase for today. If you've been listening to me for a while now, you would have noticed how I um, often make a fool of myself. I laugh at myself a lot. I'm a bit ironic, sarcastic, and cynical. And I do it publicly because I have no shame. I am shameless, as my friend likes to say. Shameless. Like, for example, remember when I was referring to Adelaide? Uh, I was talking about Adelaide in one of the episodes and I was saying Adelaide with a blocked nose like this. Adelaide. <laughs> I sounded silly, but I had no shame at all doing it. I was, I was happy to do it and make fun of myself, really. So I made a fool of myself. I have no problems doing that. <laughs> By the way, Adelaide is a city in Australia. For those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about. Right, and I've recently just moved from Melbourne to Adelaide. Alrighty, so to make a fool of yourself is a phrase that native speakers use. So instead of saying to somebody, stop embarrassing yourself, you can say, stop making a fool of yourself. Stop making a fool of yourself. Like my husband tells me, Milena, stop making a fool of yourself. So I say to him, okay, fine. Okay, I'll stop making a fool of myself, but just for a little bit. I can't promise anything, okay? I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> okay, the next collocation that I would like to share with you is make an effort. Make an effort. And for this, I would like to bring in Weon Inteligente to the show. According to Weon Inteligente or the online dictionary, uh, to make an effort is to do something even though you don't feel like doing or you don't want to do it or you find it difficult and you just don't want to do it. Basically, to make an effort means to try really hard to do something. Like, for example, uh, I'll make an effort to do the dishes uh, tonight. I'll make an effort. I don't feel like doing it, but I will try. I will make an effort to do the dishes. Or another example. In order to learn to speak fluent English, it's a good idea to make an effort to speak more with native or non-native speakers in English. You can achieve this uh, by attending various meetup groups. You can meet some people through um, meetup groups. Remember, you can speak English with either native or non-native speakers. Uh, you just have to make an effort to talk to them. Who knows, you might make new friends, right? Cool. Another collocation here, make friends. Make friends. We learned this in the last episode. Cool bananas. Does this make sense so far? Hmm? To make sense is a collocation too. Can you see now how often we use collocations when we speak in English? Can you see how useful this is? Same as those 
terrible, terrible phrasal verbs. We must learn those as well. We must learn both of them, collocations and phrasal verbs. We just have to learn them. Knowing collocations and phrasal verbs is what will make you sound more natural when speaking English. Okay, now I want you to make a promise to me that you will be learning about collocations and phrasal verbs. And then I want you to keep that promise and actually do it. Not just say that you will be learning about collocations, but actually do it as well. Okay, that was a really, really stupid example, really geeky example. Because the next collocation that I'm about to share with you is to make a promise and then to keep a promise. Here we are using the word make and keep to form a collocation. Make and keep. Make a promise and keep a promise. Two useful phrases. When I make a promise, I keep it. When I make a promise to myself, I usually keep it. The opposite of keeping a promise is to break a promise. Break. Let me give you a simple example of somebody who, who makes a promise and then breaks it. Simple example. Politicians. Politicians. Politicians make promises before elections. But do they keep their promises after the election? Hmm, don't think so. <laughs> Most of them break their promises. So that was a simple example about politicians making and breaking promises. Uh, okay, I hope you're following me so far. I know there is a lot to take in at the moment. There's a lot of uh, information here. I've got two more collocations using the word make that I would like to share with you today. The last two. One of them is to make a profit. To make a profit. I'm always curious to know if there are any small business owners listening to the EMS show. Uh, I have a lot of vocabulary and phrases to help uh, small business owners if they ever needed to speak in English for work. Uh, to make a profit in business, what does it mean to make a profit in business? It means to be profitable. When you make a profit in business, you are able to cover all of your expenses like payroll and taxes and then make a profit in the end. You can use the profit to invest back into your business so you can grow your business. By the way, payroll, I use the word payroll. This is a term used to describe payment of salaries to employees, uh, people who work for you. If you're a small business owner, you would have employees on the payroll so you can pay them. But you know what, let's not get sidetracked here. We can cover uh, more about this type of uh, vocabulary used when running a small business later on. We can talk about it later on in future episodes. So stay tuned uh, for those ones. Great. That was an odd example. Huh? That was a really odd example. But I thought to share it with you because it could be relevant to somebody listening. To a small business owner uh, who is listening to the show. It could be relevant to them. Alrighty, do you need more information on collocations? You can make an inquiry on my website to learn more about collocations. To make an inquiry is also a collocation, which uh, just means to contact someone. This is equivalent to consultar in Spanish. To make an inquiry. Wow. <laughs> Alright, 
If I had a dollar for every time I use the word make today, <laughs> I would be rich. <laughs> anyway, now I have a task for you. Call it homework, if you will. I have homework for you. Here's your homework. All right, don't stop listening. Keep listening. <laughs> I wonder how many collocations you could find for me. Next time you watch Netflix, for example, you watch movies or you listen to some native speakers uh, on the radio or, you know, on TV, listen carefully to see if you can spot any collocations using the word make. See how they use the word make when they speak. Great. It's a listening exercise for you. Try it. See what you come up with. Alrighty, I will be doing another episode on collocations, so stay tuned. Uh, learning collocations will help you go from intermediate to advanced English. Uh, and I'm referring to the level of spoken English. So it's going to help you become more advanced in speaking. Cool bananas. Okay, so listen up, muchachos y muchachas. We are approaching the end of the show. I just want to share something with you. I'm planning something special in a couple of weeks. I will be doing an interview with a psychologist from Brazil. Yes, uh, her name is Nati and she's passionate about helping immigrant women adapt in their new home overseas and uh, basically to enjoy their life overseas. So stay tuned for that episode. It will be coming soon. An interview with Nati Eustachio from Brazil. Uh, hopefully I said that correctly. I have to ask her next time how to say her name. Right, cool. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it will be awesome. Feeling a bit lonely at times. It's just me and the microphone for the past two years. <laughs> so I'm going to have some company soon. Keep listening, amigos y amigas. Thanks for joining me today. Jump on my website, englishmadesimple.net, to read the transcript to today's episode. You've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. I bid you a farewell. And I'll leave you in peace. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Bye.